Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights and we continue in this wonderful journey of learning about divine experiences. Over the last nine days we've looked at people who had some of the most dramatic divine experiences in the Bible. Everyone we have covered so far had been going through a rough patch in their life when the Lord visited them. But after the experiences, things changed so dramatically. Their lives were turned around. They found new purposes, new strength and inspiration. Today, we are going to look at Paul, or Saul of Tarsus, as he was known before his encounter with the Lord. Now, Saul was a Jew of the tribe of Benjamin, born in the modern day Turkey, in a place called Tarsus but raised in Jerusalem. He had trained in law under one of the greatest rabbis, and thus he considered everything he was doing to be in the name of God. He was the Sanhedrin's prosecuting attorney. He was their prosecuting machine, and he wrecked so much havoc in the church, dragging men and women from their houses and committing them to prison on account of their Christian faith. He had condoned the execution of Stephen and had now moved from being a mere spectator to be the agent of death for the Jewish authorities. Wow. But today, as we read from the book of Acts chapter 9, and it's going to be a, a long read. I always tell you that in this daily insight, you get your good dose of the word of God. Amen. Here we go. Our Acts chapter 9 from verse 1. It says that Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came to near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the guards. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise, and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man called Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. And Ananias said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to, his, to your saints in Jerusalem. 
and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately the air fell from his eyes, something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was, and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Wow! told you it's a long read. I hope you're still there and you've enjoyed the reading. Uh, look who is the writer of the book of Acts. Paints a man so angry, so violent, a man so convinced of his own righteousness that he had no problem killing anyone who didn't share in his beliefs. He was so decided on it that he sought the approval of the highest religious authorities to destroy the church. He was so convinced that he was trying to stop a plague of false religion, a wrong and deceptive religion. He had ravaged the church in Jerusalem and must have been disturbed that rather than die off, the prosecution and the scattering caused the church to spread even farther to Damascus. This man who had zero interests in seeking Jesus this was a man who had altogether decided to be against Jesus. But the Bible says that as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly, it was time for his divine experience. The light shone around him from heaven. He fell on the ground and he heard the voice. The voice was very precise, asking him, why are you persecuting me? And you see, when Saul was, was not seeking Jesus, when Saul was not for Jesus, Jesus sought after him. He was so decided for Saul that he went after him when he was hell-bent on destroying his church. Saul was just about to fall over the edge in his murderous pursuit. But we see God confronting him before he crossed that line. The Bible says that a light shone around him. He fell. I can imagine how bright that light must have been. That would make a man in the middle of the day when the sun is up to fall down in fear. It must have been extraordinary. You know, a kind of light that Saul had not seen before. It must have been the kind of light that he was bound to notice. Because like we have said in the last couple of days, when God decides it's time for you to behold his glory, he does it in a way that you don't have to think twice about what is happening. And the Bible says that he heard the voice speaking to him. You know, this was a time when rabbis of the days believed that God no longer talks to people directly. He did in the days, like he did in the days of the prophets. 
And so God chose the most credible way to get Saul's attention, like he did with Moses and the burning bush, like he did with Gideon and the sacrifice. And the Bible says the Lord called him twice by name. Saul, Saul, this is a deep display of emotion that we see. Almost all the time when the Lord calls someone in the word in the Bible, he calls their name. And when he calls the name, he gets his attention. He told him, I am Jesus. He is introducing himself to him whom you're persecuting. So much like John in the Revelation was confronted with his sinful nature and on realization that he had been on the wrong path, he opened up his heart to God's will and he says, Lord, what do you want me to do? See, the Lord had just told him that it was hard to kick against the guards. You know, the guard, the guard was a sharp stick that was jabbed on the farming ox so that it could comply. And on realization that he could not fight against the glory in which he was standing, Saul was ready for the next stage of his experience. His hardened heart had been undone, softened. His heart was conquered. He was ready to receive his instruction, his commission. And the Lord says, arise, go into the city. You'll be told what to do. He's a man who has spent most of his life kicking against his power. He felt was so mysterious for him. And now he's ready to be commanded by the same power. He was a man feared by the entire church, as we have seen in Ananias' response when he was told to go to him. But the Lord has softened his heart enough to make him a vessel. Oh, this one's execution machine of the authorities has been ripped. <laughs> oh, and he is ready to be used of the Lord. And he is going to turn out to be one of the greatest witnesses of Jesus Christ. The same Lord he had spent so much time of his life persecuting from the most unlikely seed the Lord brought forth a new life into the church, a new source of energy, a witness whose word no one would doubt. And this is my prayer for you today. May the Lord shine his light down upon us. May he open our eyes to the deceptive convictions we hold in our hearts. Because sometimes we hold some convictions that are deceptive that hinder us from serving the true God that we may be able to seek him with the same zeal that he seeks us with may we receive our visitations before we fall over the edge in our blindness may we have the kind of divine experience that soul had the kind that will open our eyes to our sinful nature and make us receptive of the Holy Spirit of the Lord, that we may become worthy vessels for Him and worthy witnesses of what His grace can do. Because if He sought out soul, and at one point soul says, if it's a record of the sinners, I was a chief sinner. I am 
talking to you today and saying he loves you and he is seeking out may we be able to open our eyes to our sinful nature and make us make our hearts to be receptive so that we will become vessels that are worthy witnesses of what his grace can do shalom this is pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights and this is divine experience day 10 shalom thank you for your continued support and encouragement to the making of the daily insights reaching an average of 60 people a day with over 10,000 total plays I invite you to partner with us by supporting this podcast through monthly or one-time donation. Your contribution will be used to sustain the episode subscription and hosting platform. My goal is to inspire and share insightful messages in our generation, empowering one person at a time each day to continue serving the purposes of God. in our generation your support is highly appreciated click that support button now and give your support you can support with $1 $5 or as much as you are able to give blessings